Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. It's uh, 8 past 2. A lot of twins talk today for all the obvious reasons. Joe Maurer makes the Hall of Fame uh, last night. Remarkable career. We've had a chance to chat with uh, Terry Ryan and Paul Molitor. We also have the beginning of the Twins Caravan we have Twins Fest coming up. Just to remind folks, we'll have a constant coverage with a Twins Fest. We'll talk to Jason about what he's doing tomorrow. Then when we start on Saturday, I'm going to join the television voice of the Twins, Corey Provis. And the first two segments will be with the new Hall of Famer, Joe Maurer. But in studio to my left is the manager of the Twins, Rocco Baldelli. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming in. It's wonderful to be in the studio. I've never been in this studio with you. You were downstairs with us one time when we used to broadcast, and now they've decided you guys stay upstairs. We'd rather uh, Marty Davis has decided we'd rather uh, spend that money on Cambria than uh, broadcast. Uh, can we talk baseball next segment and just life? First segment. That's not, that. That sounds great. There's a lot of life going on for okay. me this off season. Well, yeah. we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I was reminded. Uh, by Brad Lane, our uh, brand manager, that you're a foodie, that you like good food. Okay. Um, When you have a a two-year-old and twins who are four months, how's the foodie process right now? Uh, the the foodie process. My wife's a great cook, too, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah. So this is – that's How are you as a cook? I'm not a cook. I'm I'm a a non-cook. So, like, this week – out of the, the, the seven days, we're looking at 21 potential meals that the two of you may eat. How many of the 21 meals will you make? One. One? One. Okay. One. What will that be? It, I'll fry up an egg for uh, our two-year-old. Uh, Louisa will get a fried okay. fried egg of some kind. And yep. I, I might work on a steak while she works on other things. But right now, um, there's not much cooking going on in our house. Yes. Uh, we're picking up virtually every night. Yeah. Um. Where do you stand on, on picking up? I've always liked the takeout process. Others like, no, I don't like it. It's not the same thing. Really doesn't bother me. Do I avoid certain things on takeout? Yes. Not many things. I just bring them home and we figure it out. I get in the car. I knock out a phone call or two on the way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, 15-minute drive. That gives me about one Grateful Dead, you know, jam to, to listen to uh, each way. And, um Pick up. I'm good with picking up. I'm perfectly fine with that process. Bring it home. 
uh, tables made. We sit down. We go at it. But uh, we love our food in, in our family. It's it's certainly one of the highlights of our day. Okay. You pick up the food, and it's enough of an order. There's those things you can nibble on. There's maybe fries. There's tater tots. There's onion rings. There's something that is nibbleable in the car. Do you wait? Do you show the patients and wait to bring it home to your wife, or do you say, I'm just going to have a few things in the car while I'm driving home? Because I'm going to have a few things in the car. Interesting. So back in Rhode Island in the off-season, it's very – we live in more of a rural area. It's dark. There's no There's no, There's no. no street lights. There's a lot of – There's turns no lights? Cur- Not, no, no, no. It's, yeah. it's, it's, we're, we're fairly uh, out there okay. uh, where we live. So – um, I don't trust myself to be to be looking away. There's no, you know, there's only a couple stop signs and maybe a light uh, on the way to most of the places yep. where I'm going. So I'm not stopping to uh, grab anything right now. I am probably a sucker for some pizza. Um, so you're going to dra- eat? Wait, hold on a second. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see it taking this turn. Okay, you're not going to be driving and having pizza while you're driving. I can do maybe a slice of pizza okay. while I'm driving. Yeah. But besides that, no, I, I normally am going to wait. Plus, my, my wife is actually working really hard at home right now with all these babies yeah. every day. It's hard to come in with the pizza stain. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to draw any attention to myself here. So uh, I'm just going to bring the, the food in whole home. Do you have a favorite pizza place in town or a couple favorite pizza places in town? Well, we're gonna try to hit up Young Joni uh, tonight. It's um, fabulous! It's fantastic. It lives we, up to the hype. We love it. Yeah. We love it. And um, during the season too, one thing that's uh, interesting about you know the the baseball calendar and the, the schedule, we don't have many nights to eat to no. go out to eat. Mm-hmm. You're at the ballpark yep. virtually every day, so it's not like oh, you know go to the movies tonight. We'll go out to eat tomorrow. We'll go out to eat Friday. There's none of that. Uh, we play a lot of night games, so. Um, when we do have an opportunity to to take advantage, um, I try to hit them up. So that's it. That's that's an amazing transformation in all of sports now. And I'm sure you saw it when you played where wasn't always the healthiest food, wasn't always the healthiest food in the clubhouse before the game, after the game, on flights, whereas now it's completely different. You know, it's it's – healthier selections, selections that might be catered to certain players and, and and not other players, just the advancements. And it all makes sense. I mean, why not look for the best ways to have everybody um, in the um, in the best possible health? How do the uh, – when the, when the more veteran players come back and they see this, how do they react to it? Well, very differently. We have a Carlos Correa, you know – opportunity here to yeah. uh uh to discuss a very very clean conscientious eater yep you know and wants others to you know Join follow follow suit uh although he does ship in the best trace leche i've ever had in my entire life such an underrated great dessert incredible phenomenal yeah. could um, he bring some over before our conversation is done well you never know. Yeah. He can accomplish a lot. I've seen him. I've seen him get a lot done. So uh, there's there's always a chance. But he he brings it in uh, from he lives in Houston um, yep. for for the off season, um, and he has a bakery there, uh, a dessert shop that makes it, and oh. uh, it is something else. But besides the trace leche, yeah, uh, exceptionally clean. Yeah, other guys they'll generally want to eat what they'd like, but the yeah. game 
uh, and I'm sure other sports exactly the same. I'm, I'm sure totally changed. Um, to- night and day. I could not. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine this week. I can remember scarfing, just scarfing four cheeseburgers, like you know, gre- greasy, tasted yeah. great, um, and go out for BP, and then come back in right. and eat. You know, if, if it was say it was. Sunday then, you know, grab a donut or two yep. and swig it and take a sip of coffee and you're on, you run out, out on the field. Um, right now we have just excellent chefs in-house that will, they make uh, uh, several meals for everyone um, that that are laid out. But then if you need anything specific, they make that too. You know, Caleb Thielbar brings in walleye that he catches <laughs> and uh, they That's fry great. It's It's phenomenal. They fry them up in the back and they'll make homemade tartar sauce and all of a sudden oh. – there we go, but uh, what we have right now is uh, it's pretty great. Uh, percentage of time when you're listening to music, when it is not Fish or the Grateful Dead. So um, my wife has been a pretty good influence on me with bringing some other music uh, into the house. Uh, Justin Vernon, uh, mm-hmm. Bon Iver, yeah. um from Wisconsin. I was going to say, right, right nearby. Yeah. Um, we, we love him. She's, uh, she's also a huge arcade fire fan, yep. and Lord Huron and some other bands. Uh, uh, I've been listening to some King Gizzard, which is kind of a bit, this a... band will be here. They will be in town. I see some nods in the room over here. Matt fan of King Gizzard in the lizard wizard. Yeah. Okay. Where will they be first half or where will they be? Armory. Armory. Think... Armory. Yep. Okay. The guys know. Um, do I, do I, have I heard them? Do you think? And just forget. I have no idea about them either. I just walked by the sign and said, "Who is that?" <laughs> the Lizard Wizard Gizzard? Yeah. Have you Okay, have you had a chance to see a concert at the Armory? No, I have not. Great. I have not. Great. You're standing mainly uh it's where the Lakers, Minneapolis Lakers played decades and decades ago. When did it open? 4 or 5 years ago, something like that? I think we might be closing in on a decade. Is it that long? Yeah. I think you'd really like it. There there's larger I don't know if we call it suites because there's hundreds and hundreds up top. Yeah. This is such a great uh, venue town for music, yeah. right? Obviously, you're, you, you never can go see Foo Fighters because like, you'll be on the road, right? right? The, the, the concerts at Target Field, First Ave, Palace. Do you get a chance to see much music? So in the off season, when I can – I'll plan it, let's just say. Yeah. I'll talk to my wife. We'll plan it out. I'll kind of start, uh, you know, throwing some uh, uh, kind of nuggets out there very, very early on and then try to hit a couple of shows. So I'll I'll get to some shows. I used to get to noticeably more, but now that with the managing role with uh, babies, yeah. it's it's a lot harder now. But but live music is honestly one of the uh, the highlights, one of the highlights of, of my life. It's one of the things I truly look forward to, and it, it inspires me. I look forward to it. I love it. Uh, last thing, and then we'll take a break, come back, talk twins. You're on the plane. You're flying, let's say you're playing uh, Oakland, hypothetically. I suppose we can't say you're playing Oakland anymore, but you're on a flight for three hours. What are you doing on that flight? Yeah, so there's different groups on the plane. So yeah. all, and, and now they've we've been kind of blessed with these big planes with a lot of room for everyone. It's not just, you know, eight yeah. seats in the front um, that are oversized. So everyone gets to kind of relax a little bit. 
Uh, I sit next to the card game, but I don't play in the coach's card game. Okay, did you as a player participate in the card game? I did. I did, and, okay. and, and I enjoyed that. There were years where I was forced into playing in the card game by <laughs> some of the, the more veteran players. Actually, we, we had a trip to Japan where we played the entire Ooh. trip, and we actually stopped in, I think, San Fran, refueled, and, and made our way. Um, we played the entire trip, and it was uh, – Which card game? Uh it's it's really name it dealer dealer calls is yeah, really okay. it and um I, I don't even know all the games the guys play now but yeah. there's generally a coach's card game the players will have a card game going and then there's more of a quieter section sometimes up in the front where the guys that are going to sleep are going to sleep i'll generally have my computer out i'll listen to some music, play a little chess. I get all the, the comedy from the card game yeah. without actually having to focus in any way, shape, or form. Or it's lose good. the money. Or lose the money, yeah, correct. Exactly. And you probably, really, if you win the card game, it's hard for you as the manager to be taunting the players. Might, might be an odd juxtaposition. I would say it's probably a little taboo. and But you know what? I've seen it done before. I've seen yeah. some man- – Kevin Cash, who I used to uh, work with, with, he's in Tampa Bay, the manager. He plays with the players – and takes their money and laughs right in their face. It's a it's a beautiful I, thing. Well, now that I think about, it, I think TK did that, right? I think I think TK played all the time. Yeah, you know, and he's shy. I mean, Tom would never give his opinion anything. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure if he was with it, he was talking. Rocco's great. We'll talk about hey his ball club. Uh, don't forget the caravan has begun. Caleb Thielbar was on with uh, Adam and Jordana. Big event tomorrow. Where uh, or is it? Uh, what good details on Jason? when uh, he's a part of it. And then we're all there at Twins Fest at Target Field this weekend. There'll be thousands of folks there. So we'll give you all the details when we come back here on CCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Twins manager Rocco Baldelli is here. Jason, uh, Diamond Awards tomorrow. He'll have the show from the Armory Caravan taking place. Twins Fest this weekend, Target Field. All right, Rocco, let's start with the news of the last 24 hours. Joe Maurer, Hall of Famer, first ballot. I think most of us thought once Joe's career ended that he would make it. I think the surprise is, the pleasant surprise is that he made it 
the uh, the first year. Tell me your interactions with Joe before you arrived here and, and since you've arrived. So Joe has been a very special player from from the from the outside, from pe- from playing against him, from people uh, not in Minneapolis St. Paul. Um because he's he's very unique. Uh he walks on the field. He's a massive man. He's a big big massive human being. man. Yeah. I don't think people realize that yeah. if they're just watching on TV. If you go to the game and if you're close enough, you say, wow. Yeah. This guy's six four, six five, two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. The the skills, the ball player skills of a little little man though, of yeah. a small guy. Um with that very fine motor skill type of um, those th- those strengths that he has, but in that big frame and body. Uh, but one of the best hitters in the game, playing at a position where it's hard to even stand up with the work that those guys put in behind the plate. Um, probably one of the best hitting catchers we'll ever see, um, but a tremendous defender. He did it all, and he, but he did it very, very, very gracefully. He did it. Um, he was always a very good competitor, but um, very respectful and a very, very kind human being as well. There was there's a there's a goodness to the guy that strikes you even when you're playing against him. So you have a, you have a lot of respect for him, and you know he's out there to beat you, and he's going to beat you a lot of the time because he he was so good. <laughs> yep. um, but he really he really stood out because his aura. Uh, was very different than a lot of guys out on the field. We knew he was a Hall of Famer. And when I say we, all of us that originally knew him from the outside, we knew we were watching a Hall of Fame player when we were watching uh, him. How can you be on base more? Getting on base is really the name of the game here. That's it. And that's what that's what he could do. But uh, I never wanted Joe Maurer catching when I was hitting because he always really did know what I wanted, and I never saw it. <laughs> and and that, was, that was true. That's a very good testament. Let's talk about your team. This has been a very quiet offseason, right? And Derek and Thad have made moves later, so it wouldn't surprise anybody if it happens Fort Myers or surprise anybody if it happens early in the season. But how do you react to – there are financial constraints, but how do you react to it when you know what's going on, you're involved in these meetings, but I know you want to keep adding the team as much as possible, what is practical and, and so far, just to be blunt, it's been – very quiet. Yeah. Um, it's it's not that hard for me to take a step back, look at our team, and think, we have a great team. And we always want to add. Everyone wants to add. I want to add all over the place. Yeah. Like, I want to add right. uh, to my house. I want to, uh, you know, add, uh, uh, you know, to this ball club. Um, I want to – you always want more. That's fine. That's actually that's actually productive, I think, most of the time. But when I look at our club, we have a pretty solid overall ball club right now. We are adding. We're adding Chris Paddock back to our rotation. You know, we may have uh, we may not have Sonny Gray this year, but we're adding one of the the good young starting pitchers in our game who is now healthy. We had a chance to see what he could do out of the bullpen. How many How many innings do you think he can give you this year? It's a good It's a good question. That is the question that. In, in actuality, no one really knows the answer to, but um, we're just going to let him pitch. And there might be a period of time where um, he might not be going, you know, seven innings in a game um, because we're going to look after him. 
But he's going to start, and he's going to pitch us to wins, and he's going to go into the fifth, sixth inning probably no problem because he's super efficient. Um, and then if the, if he needs a break at some point because his body's telling him, because he hasn't pitched much in a, in a long season in a while, if he needs a break, we'll give him that break. But I think he's going to be fine, and we're just going to let him go. Just one more thing on Sonny, right? I know at no point during your run here did you diminish what Sonny did. I mean, he, what's it, he finished runner-up, Cy Young. A lot of people thought he should have won it. Um, he was your one-two combination. I mean, to have a guy who was runner-up, and then there were other stretches where, you know, the other guy was better than him, right? That's that's a great thing to have. Do you have a little bit of trepidation, the fact that Sonny's not going to be there and you just counted on him so much? Well, I don't have trepidation, but when you do lose excellent players, and Sonny Gray is an excellent major league starting pitcher, um, you have to find different ways to win games. And I don't like using the term of replacing one of those players um, because you're never going to replace all aspects of what a sunny grade does, but you can, you can replace certain aspects and you can bring in certain guys that do certain things. So Chris Paddock will be in our rotation. We may have Louis Varland in our rotation and give him an opportunity because he is a very talented young man too, um, to go do things that we didn't give him the opportunity to really do last year. So we need guys to grow into some of these roles uh, to fill some of that production, just like we did on the offensive side. We did that on the offensive side. We gave the Eddie Julians and the Matt Walners opportunities. We gave Ryan Jeffers an opportunity. And these young players actually ended up carrying us for, for long stretches and became some of our best players. I'm glad you mentioned Varland. Remind folks, Rocco Baldelli, Twins managers with us. He was so dominant in the role where you used him late in the season. How tempting is it to say, man, it is a game where, and last year there were long, long stretches of the season where your starters pitch more innings than anybody else in the game, right? And lots of that's Pablo and Sonny and, and, and Bailey Ober and, and Joe Ryan and others. But that Louie was so great and can be such a weapon. Is there a strong temptation just to keep him there? I like dominant relievers. And I think Louis Varlin currently at this moment, without any improvement, is a dominant major league reliever. Um, so are you tempted sometimes? Yeah, maybe you are, you are tempted. Um, and I think that's fine. But I also think that you need excellent starting pitching. And you need guys that can go out there and give you six good innings and help you win a game. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of Louis Varlin. I think he still has adjustments that he can make that can that can take him as a starter to be an above average major league starting pitcher. Um, I think he's going to get there. And and frankly, at this moment in time, I don't like to commit to things, Jed. You know, I yeah. I I you know, there's no reason to in in January. But um, I think we're probably going to end up leaning more towards stretching Louis out, giving him an opportunity to in spring training throw three, four innings in an outing. It allows us time to make a decision at that point, a final decision as far as what we want to do. And and ultimately, I think he's going to have to throw more than just an inning or two for us okay. every outing. So I'm not committing to him starting or, or bullpen, but I do think he is going to have to be stretched out. Okay, people are going to want me to ask, and I want to ask about the health of Carlos and Byron. Where, where are we at right now? Well, I got updates from Nick Paparesta and Derek, Falvey, um, over the last week. 
Uh, both are doing very well, exactly where we would want them at this period of time. Um, Buck is already moving around. He's taking part in some baseball activities already and ramping up for spring training. Um, spring training is going to tell us everything that we need to know. But I anticipate Buck being ready to play a good amount of center field. That I don't know any other way to say it because I can't tell you how many games um, – but we're preparing him to play center field, and in his mind, he's doing everything right now that he can to prepare to play center field for us on opening day. And you would not have been able to say that one year ago. No. As he was gearing up last year, uh, I don't know every quote I made last winter, but I don't think we were able to say that because he was a little bit – not a little bit. He was certainly further behind going into last spring training – this year, he will be significantly ahead. He's in a much better physical spot right now. Carlos, where's he at? Carlos is doing great. I would say he's virtually back to full strength. Um, everyone knew what Byron was going through last year because we didn't see him out there in center field. So we talked about it often. We talked about Carlos probably less because he kept taking the field. Yeah, right. He might have been hobbling. He might have been... Uh, not looking so good early in the day walking through the clubhouse. When I say not good, I mean he was gimping around. I mean he could not take a full stride. He couldn't sprint, uh, but he was playing Major League Baseball and helping us win games we needed him to, and he did it. Uh, you mentioned uh, Julian. Where do you see him playing this year? Could, could you? Is, I mean, he played a lot of DH last year, second base, a little bit of first base. Is could you see that sort of rotation again? Yeah, I could. I could see Eddie Julian playing second, playing first, and DHing all again this upcoming season. Um, every year, your health situation changes a little bit. Your roster changes a little bit. So you end up maybe moving guys, sliding them into different roles. I think the Eddie Julian playing some first base uh, conversation is probably going to be one we're going to see a lot in spring training because regardless of whether he plays often or just once in a while, he needs the work. So we're going to see him in all these spring training games because one way or the other, he has to get the reps. He has to get out there. Uh, and frankly, Eddie, he just wants to be in the lineup. So I think he'll be fine no matter what we do, but we have to drill him over there at first base to get him up to speed. One more health question. I'll let you go because we're already a couple minutes late. Kirilov, how's he doing? Kirilov's doing well. He's already swinging the bat. Um, he's still ramping up. Uh, early spring training kind of visuals, I think, are going to tell us just how that spring training is going to go. We anticipate him being ready to go opening day. Um, but, again, I want to see it. I like to see it with my own eyes sure. before I uh, before I you know feel confident about anything. Um, we were very fortunate because when he went in for his uh, uh, – procedure last year, or really his MRI, excuse me, when he went in, what we ended up finding out was the, the issue that he was dealing with was not as severe as originally thought. So um, we thought he might miss noticeable time this upcoming season. We don't think that right now. So having a healthy Alex Kirilov gives you an exceptional bat, you know, right in the middle of your lineup and a guy that was just coming into his own when he started dealing with these things. So that very positive on him. Enjoyed it. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, Chad. Rocco Baldelli, uh, very candid on a number of uh, uh, topics, including the first segment, nothing new with sports, and we enjoy that. Don't forget, Jason will be a part of uh, the Diamond Awards tomorrow. Great event. The Twins have raised staggering amount of money for a great charity. Jason's going to host a show at the Armory, the events at the Armory, and uh, the caravan's taking place. And then this weekend is all about uh, Twins Fest. 
present players, past players, future players, tons of coverage on uh, CCO. Rocco and all the folks will be a part of it. So stay tuned all weekend long to CCO for that coverage. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Again, if our Neil Diamond wants to backpedal from the filth he offered up in a uh, text to me and call in, we'd love to have Neil call in. Uh, Nikki Haley's not making it to South Carolina. Put her down. Lock it in. The uh, Democrats, they vote in South Carolina February 3rd. The Republicans vote February 24th. Hot take. It is January 24th. If the race was in South Carolina... Donald Trump would win by 15, 20 points. She had a significant number last night in the best state possible for her. Best state possible. One of the most independent-minded and election voting. Where, again, this will shock you, Trump lying, say Democrats can vote. No, Democrats cannot vote. Those undeclared and Republicans could vote. Nikki Haley is going to her home state. Nikki Haley is 51, 52, like DeSantis. She wants to win now. DeSantis out, realizes not going to win. But they both, you know what? They both think, hey, 2028, 2032. You know what's not going to be good for Nikki Haley for her future uh, resume? If she gets shellacked. By 20-some points in her home state. Also, is she going to have the same amount of money to... Now, she put out a million-dollar ad buy in South Carolina today where she was timid again. Joe's old. We know that. And then she went Donald chaos. Come on, Nikki. Jump in. Donald's too old also along with the chaos. But she doesn't want to get out of the graces of the MAGA crowd. And clearly last night, Trump was bugged by Nikki going out early when the margin was closer and celebrating. I mean, they went back. I forget which network I was watching. It was like 745-ish or so our time, so 845 New Hampshire time. They were gone at Haley headquarters. They had realized during the day, we're not going to pull off the upset. The the various uh, voting places coming in, we're going to do better early. So let's get out when it's six, seven points, as opposed to when it turned out to be, what, a 10, 11 points, I think? Mm-hmm. And Don, remember Don last week was a little bit more uh, humble, magnanimous, thanking very people? <laughs> First 15 minutes, it's ripping her. Who is she? Uh, <laughs> threatening that an investigation's going to pop up. And he, I mean, he brings out the people he's vanquished. And he makes them stand either right behind him or off the side. No, allows them. Doesn't make them. Like Gives I, them that prime spot, baby. Tim Scott spot. Yeah, well, Tim had the most prominent spot. I can't imagine why. Can't imagine why, Tim. 
Here's my black man right behind me. Uh, it's like a Stockholm syndrome. When he says to Tip Scott, boy, she appointed you and you endorse me. You must really hate him. Hate her, excuse me. And remember what he said? I love you. Yeah. Tim Scott Dang. out. Tim Scott. That's nice. Jumped in the race saying, I'm sick of people running because of their grievances and revenge. And then when she, when he was asked about the over weekend, I was talking about, I was talking about Biden. Okay, There's a lot to criticize yeah. on Joe. And again, let, let's get to Joe when he goes to Virginia. And he calls uh, Terry McAuliffe. Hey, the real governor, Terry McAuliffe, is here. Okay, with Joe, we don't know. One of It could be one of three things. Let's just be honest. He could think he's the real governor because Joe has his bad moments. He could think it's funny. Or he could be just making – it's not a colossal mistake. It's a one-day mistake. But when your whole point on the other guy is he's a threat to democracy and he won't accept the election results and Glenn Youngkin decisively beat his guy, it's kind of stupid to say, hey, here's the real governor, my guy, who, by the way, he was drummed, right? And then the folks responding to me on Twitter, who are, and I, I look at their Twitter feed, they're diehard Trumpers or Democrats. Or, excuse me, not, not diehard Biden supporters or Democrats. Oh, you missed the joke. I'm sure when Don says it, you think it's just as funny, right? Well, it is malice when Don says it. It's just it's humorous on the other side. Why, why. why would Biden? Well, if I start asking why would Biden say something, we might be here <laughs> for a long, long time. The, the race is over. Okay. I heard Jordana saying the media shouldn't say the race is over. No, wait a second. Jordana gets to give her opinion, but those of us who think it's over are not allowed to give her opinion. I didn't get that at all. She believes in democracy. Okay. 48 more states to go, Chad. Oh, yeah. Are you going to let about 6,000 people speak for the country? Well, there's going to be about 6,000 people voting the rest of the way. Because, <laughs> and we'll get to Dean here before we take this break. Uh, yeah, I'd love if Dean would have got 40%. I want a Democrat other than Joe Biden. I would rather see Chris Christie leading the Republicans. I would be, if it was Chris Christie right now leading the Republicans and Dean Phillips leading the Democrats, count me in. I'd be thrilled. Uh, Center right, center left, normalcy, something different. Sign me up. The only way this race isn't over is Trump is found guilty or one of them has a serious health issue. You want to you believe that it's still up for grabs, I got oceanfront property to sell you. Is it the best way to do it? Hell no. How many times do I reel on that? I hate not other candidate, not other individuals as 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 a person. I hate the two-party system. I literally do. I think it's dragging us down. I want three, four, five, six parties. We were supposed to chat with Dean Phillips today. You heard that on air with us. We tried and tried and tried. They kept telling us it was going to happen, and then the travel, logistics. He's on tomorrow. Do we have a defined time? Not confirmed yet. They're probably traveling right now and figuring it all out. But they told me it's a high priority on Dean's list that he uh, does come on with you tomorrow. Because they're flying during the show, and they were doing it. It didn't work out to record. He said with us he needed twenty five percent. Okay, then he lowered it to twenty percent. 
he's right. When if you if you're a no name in New Hampshire, and in ten weeks you get to twenty percent, that's notable. I agree. To really get juice, though, he needed more. I would rather vote for Dean Phillips than Joe Biden. I'm on the record. I would rather have somebody more centrist, more cognitively there. And by the way, I wish there were seven other people in the race, too. Because I don't think Biden's cognitively up to it, and neither is Trump, and he's a danger. He's going to go, Biden's going to go to South Carolina, and he's going to crush Dean. I really think he is. And then I, I, I don't know where he gets the momentum. I think he needed more. Um, now, Joe Biden only getting 54%, even as a write-in, that's not good. That's just another reminder that the enthusiasm gap between these two candidates is enormous. And again, you can say Trump against Haley bought that number. difference is Haley's been in it for a long time and has significantly more name recognition than Dean Phillips, at least at this point. Birthday boys next. Did we look for Neil Diamond singing happy birthday? Would you rather have that or this? It's a great song. Oh, yeah. Such a great song. Happy 74th. Thank you. It's very funny. Some of the responses to your ex, whatever we call this now. Yeah. I liked it. Lawn maintenance influence. Whatever happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Feeding the animals. Feeding the pigeons. That was very good. That was good. Uh, It's available on the X. I I wish Jason, who's 49 today, 74th birthday, great material for me. And then basically said after he left CARE 11, he never was at CARE 11, what is he doing? I'm available, though, if CARE 11 is listening. Hey. Hey, you could do three to six here. Absolutely. You could fill in for Jana if Jana wants to right. take. You could care a little 6.30? Easy. Listen, you read a prompter. You go to the other guy, the big guy who's over there all the time. Yeah. What, do, what do I really need to do? Not much. Just see yourself. You, it'll be some hot topic. You've I know already, the news. I've already talked about it. You've already a hot topic already? Oh. Uh, you know? Get it done. Then, I mean, go to Channel 9. What's that show called? Yeah, I'll go do their 9 o'clock show. Exactly. Multimedia. All the channels. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 